Hello and welcome to the Extra Point Podcast. It is the wild card, sorry, it is the super wild card weekend right now and we have made it through 18 weeks. We've had tips all along the way, plenty of winners and we are back again ready for the playoffs. Ross, how are you doing? Super, feeling super. Um, yeah, I, I, I also don't really understand it, but it's third year now, Super Wildcard <laughs> Weekend, I think. They're just, they're just kind of stuck to it. Um, fair enough. But yeah, it does feel super, doesn't it? It's always, um, it's one of my favourite weeks of the season, Wildcard Weekend. It's always interesting. The kind of last week of the season with plenty of games on, obviously from here on in, you're only going to get four. Uh, the most uh, for the final few weeks of the season. So the last chance to get really stuck in. Uh, I think. But yeah, it's been a good year, isn't it? It's been a very good year. Our first year of the podcast, our kind of second full year uh, of getting the tips out there on sportinglife.com and we've been pretty successful. Um, I'm I'm 12 points up personally, I know, for the year, which I'm very, very happy with. Uh, I think any kind of profit is strong and yeah, managed to finish off week 18 with a couple of winners as well. The Buffalo Bills, of course, coming through against the Pats and then the Vikings beating the Bears. The Bears, the luckiest team of all time coming away with that loss and therefore the first overall draft pick as well. Um, (laughs) Extremely stupid, extremely stupid. And it kind of scuffed one of my other bets as well because I I didn't want any points in the Texans game. What Houston were thinking, I don't know. But but there we are. It's been a very interesting, very remarkable regular season. But yeah, wildcard weekend, super wildcard weekend, exciting times. And we record this on Saturday for context, aren't we? So we need to kind of get into it because it kicks off tonight at half past nine British time, doesn't it? Yes, my Niners are ready to begin their Super Bowl campaign. I'll kick us off with, um, I'm back in at 16 to 5, very nice price. George Kittle, it's all about him. Basically beating all of his lines and scoring a touchdown. 44 and a half receiving yards, three and a half receptions and finding the end zones. Since Brock Purdy came in, Mr. Irrelevant, all of George Kittle's stats have gone up. The chemistry is clear to see. He's got seven touchdowns in his last four games. He's averaging 66 yards alongside four and a half catches in those games. And he faces the Seahawks. They've conceded over 1,100 yards to tight ends on the season. That is the second most in the NFL on top of eight touchdowns to the position. If you look at Kittle's last two games against Seattle as well, I'll just read out the stat lines to you. Four catches, 93 yards, two touchdowns. Then nine catches, 181 yards and two touchdowns. I am predicting another dominant display, which goes hand in hand with what you are tipping, Ross. Yeah, exactly. I, I kind of thought long and hard about this one. Um, there's a there's two in particular really big spreads this week. Uh, in the Bills game, they're I think 13 and a half point favorites against the Dolphins. Uh, the Niners are nine and a half point favorites at the moment in this game against the Seahawks. But it is warranted, isn't it? It is warranted. And it, it absolutely adds into it because I think the one element which is probably throwing people off uh, back in the Fortnite with the spread in this game is the apparent 100% chance of rain in Santa Clara tonight. Uh, apparently there is going to be quite heavy rain in the area, but naturally that kind of lends itself to little throws over the middle to your tight ends and particularly, of course, the run game. Where does that give Seattle an in with like kind of Walker? Maybe a little bit, but ultimately we've... Eli Mitchell now back in the attack of Christy McCaffrey just playing the football of his career. That's going to give the 49ers every every chance to to just just cover that spread. I I think the 10 points better is as simple as that. I am taking the 49ers minus nine and a half. Yeah, there's a multitude of reasons for this. The fact that it's a divisional matchup in the playoffs means you've already seen it twice. Um, There's been 28 points difference between these two teams. Obviously, two San Francisco wins that averages out 14-point deficits. We're asking for nine and a half. There's a clear narrative there. And 
it's a weird one because I've been kind of rooting for the Seahawks all season. I think a lot of people have the Geno story, probably going to be comeback player of the year. Absolutely deserves it. Broke some of Russell Wilson's records last week, which is quite remarkable. Um, I was looking at the record though, and you've got to be tough at this time of year. You know, they've been a bit of a Cinderella story. Some of the Lions, obviously they've not quite made it, but obviously they've won nine games this year. They've done well to get those wins, but looking at that record, only two of those came against teams that have made the postseason. Five of those came against teams that are that are going to be picking in the top five of the draft or potentially trading those picks away. It's not the strongest. <laughs> it's not the strongest case that they, they, they've not really shown that they can beat these premier teams in the NFL. The San Francisco 49ers are absolutely one of those premier teams in the NFL. Brock Purdy or not, in fact. Hell, with Brock Purdy. Let's be honest. I was looking at the stats. I, I was looking. At, yeah, I mean, I was looking at the prices the other day. Is Mister Relevant? This is a, a potential Brady-esque story of you know being picked 199th. It's 13 to two for the Niners to win the Super Bowl and Purdy be MVP. That is <laughs> that's it. That amazing. Is, that's insane. He was Mister Relevant. He was the last person picked in the draft. It's we're on the verge. It's almost not been talked about enough. We're on the verge of one of the greatest NFL stories of all time if the 49ers can pull this off and it starts with, I think, a dominant winning against the Seahawks who are probably just a week too far, I think. Definitely. I'll add in that when 49ers last played Seattle, Kyle Shanahan, I'll give it to the Seahawks, their cornerback tandem, um, yep. their rookies, they look really strong to equal them and Kobe Bryant, they've had really good years, but 49ers really attacked the middle field and Jordan Brooks was abused last time. Kyle Shanahan went in on him. He tore his ACL two weeks ago and he's out, well, he's on IR, out for the season, obviously. Um, Tanner Muse is in and he has not had a good start so far. That's why I'm really thinking George Kittle is going to go crazy yep. and the run game is going to go mad. It is going to be, yeah, bruising and Nines just going to absolutely dominate. Yeah, absolutely. I think just as a side point, any kind of overs towards the rush side of the game or obviously Kittles as you're, as you're predicting, but I think anything... McCaffrey, Eli Mitchell, that kind of way on. I think Eli Mitchell, big, big game for sure. Yeah, yeah. Just kind of got back that freshness last week, didn't he? And uh, yeah. he, he could definitely go off today. Yeah. I think let's lead off with you and your quarterbacks for the late game on Saturday. Los Angeles Chargers against Jacksonville Jaguars. Two of the most yeah. exciting young quarterbacks in the NFL. Yeah, low-key, this could be the game of the weekend. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think sure. it's got real potential to be so. Yeah, three picks for me this week. This is... Uh, the middle of the sandwich and in a way uh, Herbert Lawrence 250 passing yards each we discussed this a little bit off air before we joined on we really thought the price would be a little shorter than this you can get 17 to 10 uh, it's one of those you may have to bet build a little bit uh, in order to find this but 250 passing yards each you can get it at 17 to 10 at the moment this could be an absolute gunfight I think it's two quarterbacks that love to throw the ball um, they've got plenty of previous in doing it Justin Herbert I mean only Patrick Holmes who by the way, is going to be MVP. Spoiler, that's going to happen now. Yeah. Uh, now the all-pro votes have come out. Only Patrick Mahomes has thrown more passing yardage than Justin Herbert. I mean, look at his stats in terms of where he's at in his career. He's on trajectory to beat just about everyone <laughs> at the end if his career is long enough. Um, he just throws yardage for fun. That's what he does. As for Trevor Lawrence, not quite as much, but that's mainly because they've had success in the run game. Um, but still eight times a season he's gone over that 250 yard mark he's certainly not shy of it and crucially one of the times he did so where he went over 260 yards was against the Chargers I I committed this um, oh sorry I hadn't committed this game to memory I forgot it happened it was week three the Chargers played the Jags <laughs> yeah I mean if, I'll ask you the question the Chargers played the Jags in week three can you tell me who won and what the score was or anywhere near 
no, no, not so. <laughs> the Jaguars went to LA and beat them 38-10. Oh, that does ring a bell. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. But it, yeah, while, while researching this game, I had kind of a dawning moment. I was like, oh, oh yeah, that happened. Um, it was Trevor Lawrence's offsuit came off the back of the, uh, they dropped the Colts in week two. Uh, and then they went to LA and put up a, an absolute masterclass. They didn't, They then didn't win for another six weeks. So that's why people forgot about it. Um, but yeah, Lawrence was superb that day. He saw something in this Chargers secondary which he could exploit. Not every team's been able to do so. Um, they don't rank too badly, uh, if I'm honest, as a secondary, but they still give up 7.3 yards per throw, which is pretty high. That, that, that That's in the bottom 10 of the league. Uh, in terms of yardage, they give up the big play every so often. Trevor Lawrence loves the big play with Christian Kirk, who hands up. I didn't think that would work. It has worked. But like I say, Jones, they can get down the field. He's got previous against them, so I'm not particularly worried. Uh, about Trevor Lawrence getting this yardage in this game. And as for Herbert, I don't want to say it's a given, but 250 yards for Herbert, that's generally a piece of cake. And to get that 17 to 10, this game will be a lot closer than that 38-10 to start the season, that's for sure. I really, really like it. The one caveat people will throw at me, of course, is thanks to Brandon Staley's questionable uh, decision-making last week, Mike Williams is out with this game. The one thing that throws me back to it is I look back again at week three, the Chargers were without Keenan Allen in that game. And he's still through for nearly 300 yards. So I don't think it's too big of an issue. Justin Herbert is so good. You referenced DeAndre Carter and players like that last week. He finds other guys to throw to. He's that good. Um, so yeah, 250 passing yards, both of these guys, 70 to 10. Pop my bet of the week. I really like it. Nice. And I'll feed into Herbert's passing with I am back in Keenan Allen over six and a half receptions and 76 and a half receiving yards. Can get that he is 13, hoping. He is hoping. <laughs> 13 to 10, which I think is a really nice surprise. I'll go into Chargers being Chargers. Well, Chargers being Spursy later, but even then, Keenan Allen by himself, a healthy Keenan Allen makes the Chargers tick. He's seen over his last six games, 68 targets. That's an average of 11 per game. He's caught 44 of them for 532 yards. So he's averaging 88 yards per game. He's well above the lines that he needs. Jacksonville's secondary, they're conceding 238 and a half passing yards per game. That is the fifth most in the NFL alongside 11 and a half catches to wide receivers specifically. And as Ross said, I think this is real propensity to be a shootout and that's going to rack up the points and rack up the yards. So it really plays into Keenan Allen's hands and Obviously, Mike Williams is out, which is just the most stupid thing ever. I think if Brandon Staley loses his game, he loses his job. Tom Telesco as well. They clean house and they get Sean Payton, yep. which is the most attractive job by far. So idiotic. He, The arguments in the back and forth of why he kept his starters in and he wanted the reps and then says Mike Williams isn't going to play because rest is more, uh, isn't going to train because rest is more important than reps. So he's just going back and forth. And it turns out that in a meaningless game, he basically broke his back. <laughs> he fractured his back, <laughs> which is just as stupid as it gets. So yeah, he's out, which ultimately leads to more volume for Keenan Allen. So he's going to see more of the ball, more yards. And yeah, six and a half receptions, 76 and a half receiving yards, 13 to 10, really nice price. Yeah, I absolutely like it. And hopefully, from my point of view, that goes towards a Chargers victory in the end because I do have that outright. <laughs> I do have that outright bet, my outright Super Bowl bet, which I'll be honest, I'm not as confident as I was in preseason, but I do have a ticket with the Chargers to win the Super Bowl each way. So, you know, I don't want to be two games away. I don't want to be two games away. I think I got it at 14 to 1. So if they get back, if they get past this week, 
and relatively handsomely for the first time this season, I might be kind of in plus money where <laughs> the odds made dip below yeah, 40 to yeah. one. So at least I'll get that. <laughs> at least I'll get that. Uh, okay, then. Uh, Sunday. Sunday yeah, is that yeah. Sunday of action. And you've got a bet in the Bills Dolphins game, right? Yeah, yeah. Next up, Bills Dolphins. I'm back in Devin Singletree under 46 and a half rushing yards. This is my first under of the entire season. Which it's taken actually... 19 weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it's took me this long. Feels a bit weird back in the unders, doesn't it? You're rooting against, you can't really track it in players' fun. You're just hoping he's off the field. But Devin Singletree is on a downward trend. And that's all about James Cook. Over the last two games, it's been a near 50 50 run share. If you look at Devin Singletree over his last four games, he's only hit over 46 and a half rushing yards in one of those games. And that was against the Bears 31st ranked rush defense. Look at the Dolphins. And this really surprised me. They have allowed the third fewest rushing yards to running backs this season, which I don't, I didn't really expect at all. I mean, their no. D line, their, their D in general just looks a bit porous, but I guess that's more to the pass than it is to the rush itself. He's faced the Dolphins twice this season. It's not gone that well for him. He managed 13 rushing yards and then 42 rushing yards. So a pretty poor display. And then you think of the heroics of last week. Naeem Hines was traded mid-season. He's been playing primarily as a special teamer, and that's where he scored two amazing touchdowns last week. But I think those heroics could maybe push him in line to more of a prominent role in the Russian game, which is his actual position where he is actually a very good running back. So I don't really know why he hasn't been used at all, really. I don't so, know yeah. why the Colts traded him. Believe me. No. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think he's going to get a lot more use. There's going to be just a massive committee of Singletree, Hines, Cook. So yeah, take the under on Singletary. Yeah, great shout. I'm glad you said about Hines. I was going to kind of add that on the end. Yeah. You got there ahead of me. Yeah, I mean, if anything's going to show you how explosive a player can be, <laughs> that, that'll do it. Uh, last week, what he was able to come up with. And there's also the element in this game where, although, yeah, the Dolphins D certainly has its merits, ultimately they're going to be facing Skylar Thompson on the other side. And this shouldn't be much of a game, if I'm being honest. As I say, the biggest yeah. of the season, this could be over by half time. at which point you'd probably take Singletree out of the firing line anyway. Definitely. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. Um, yeah. the thing with, and the thing with an under, you start a winner, which is always great. <laughs> it's always good. You start exactly. a winner at the you very least. You're ticking your best and you're thinking, <laughs> oh, this is, this is going well so far. <laughs> exactly. It might lure you into false security sometimes, but uh, it's not a bad start to the day. Uh, okay, let's take go us, then. Take us to New York Giants and Minnesota Vikings. Yes, uh, I'm going straight forward with this final pick for me this week. I'm taking the Vikings minus three, beat the Giants at even money. Um, look, they've made betters and they've made me, they've made you, I'm sure, sweat all season long, the Minnesota Vikings. Um, an, an insane, I believe it's 10 games they've won by a single score line, uh, by a single score this season. I, if it's not an NFL record, that'd be very, very close. Um, yeah, they really make you sweat and they, they make you watch for the full 60 minutes. They're a team that struggles to get over the line, but ultimately they do. They, they, they do get over the line. They find a way to make it happen when it matters, uh, this team, and particularly at home, which is really why I'm, why I'm taking this. And anything short of even money, you probably leave this game, if I'm being honest. I think it's a caveat. Um, is it my most confident bet of the season? No, it's not. But I think even money for a home team, the home Vikings, because they should be getting through this game. Let's be honest, look at the rosters. They should be getting through this game. 
uh, no matter how good the job Brand, uh, Brand Dable's done uh, with the Giants, I can't pass up the opportunity. I can't pass up the opportunity of the, uh, the Vikings covering minus three in this game. They won by three points just two or three weeks ago. I think it was on Christmas Eve. Uh, they played the Giants. The history's there. In that time frame, I've not really seen anything out of both teams to tell me that's flipped. Um, the Giants, you could argue, maybe a little bit fresher, but I, I, I'm not always a fan of the resting everyone in Week 18 either. Uh, I don't. I think that can. Brandon Staley, are you here? Yeah, I mean, maybe not quite to the level though. It can derail as well. I mean, I get you taking form in. Staley went too far. Don't get me wrong. Staley yeah. went way, way, way too far. But I mean, the Giants had no one out there last week, essentially. And yeah. For a team like the Giants, I, it's a different situation, isn't it? Chargers have a level of expect uh, level of expectancy. They've got a Justin Herbert. They've got guys who can do it. Yeah, yeah. The, the Giants don't. The, the Giants probably didn't think they were going to be here, if I'm being honest. So I think it's a slightly different situation. I think they could have done with taking a little bit of momentum in. They don't really have much momentum now. The Vikings are a better team. The Vikings are a better team. They're eight and one at home this season. This is going to be at home. It's going to be in Minnesota. I think today is five years to the day since the Minnesota Miracle as well, which, you know, they can use it. They can certainly use that kind of spirit. Um, yeah, the even money is too much for me to pass up. And I just think Justin Jefferson's been a little quiet for a couple of weeks. I, I'm expecting a big Justin Jefferson game as well. I've, I've backed the Vikings as well myself. I think, yeah, I don't. I just don't think the Giants are that good. It's like a great story and everything, but I just don't think they've got the talent in the uh, team itself to take them that far. I mean, I mean, look me in the eye and tell me Daniel Jones can win a playoff game. Exactly, exactly. I, 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 I'm, I'm, maybe you can, maybe you can surprise us tomorrow, but I'm yet to see it. Uh, I'm yet to see it, and I'm not sure we ever will. Yeah, however, I will pick on the Minnesota Vikings' pass defense because it is atrocious. They're conceding mm-hmm. 265 passing yards per game. That's the second most in the NFL. And 192 yards specifically per game to wide receivers. That's why I'm back, back in Richie James Jr., you can get both of his lines, four and a half receptions and 47 and a half receiving yards. Pair them up at nine to five, a really nice price. And Richie James is not a household name, but surprisingly, he leads the Giants in receptions this season, which I don't think anybody would have expected. I mean, Kenny Golladay, where are you? <laughs> <laughs> He's hit form at the perfect time in those in these last four weeks. He lead the Giants in targets and well he's got 32 targets he's caught 28 of them which is amazing I mean that catch percentage is nearly 100 percent 269 yards is accumulated in that time and he's cleared his receiving lines that he's got set for this week four and a half receptions and 47 and a half receiving yards in three of these last four games if you look specifically the these two teams played each other two weeks ago He had 11 targets, eight receptions, and 90 receiving yards. The whole Giants wide receiver group went off in that game. And I think there's potential, again, it's such a bad unit, the Minnesota Vikings secondary, that Richie James is really good value with low, low lines. Yeah, I think that's why we both work, isn't it, this week? Because it's already happened two weeks ago. that, 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 That would have landed. Vikings still won. (laughs) They can still find a way to go over the line. They're a remarkable team. And that's for Kenny Golladay. It happened so late last Sunday, you may have missed him scoring a touchdown. I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> he just appeared out of nowhere. It was a really good yeah. touchdown as well. One of the final touchdowns of the season was Kenny Golday. Um, yes. Who, who had that on the bingo card? Um, all right, Sunday night football then. Uh, I'm done in terms of tips this week. I'm quite happy with my three, but still a couple more to come from you. We can have a little chat about them. Um, Bengals, Ravens, AFC North. Uh, no Lamar Jackson. 
I don't think, which is obviously no. a factor in this game, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think Bengals win this very easily. And this is my bet of the week. I am back in Jamar Chase. Yeah. Over six and a half receptions, you get that 21 to 20. I am stunned by this line and price. I was thinking it was going to be one reception higher and below evens, which I just don't understand why it is above. <laughs> Jamar Chase on the season is averaging 7.25 receptions per game. And he's currently on an eight game streak where he has over seven receptions in every single game over that span he's got 93 targets he's joe burrow's favorite target obviously you look back to their lsu days they've got the chemistry and it just clicks they face the ravens yeah not been good this year to wide receivers they've allowed the fifth most receptions and you look at his history against the ravens he's averaging in all of his games in his career against baltimore seven and a half receptions so clearing his line 115 receiving yards and half a touchdown per game i just think it'll be business as usual for chase this weekend he's always involved i was going to back his yardage line as well but obviously with i think it's tyler huntley and you don't know if it's going to be that much of a game where he's needing to move the chains well have a downfield presence per se but he always racks up the yards and well racks up the receptions rather and yeah i think it's such good value this yeah absolutely and yeah this is not an official tip for me but i'd be taking the bengals in this game absolutely i think it goes without saying and I just really hope this playoff window again gives us the opportunity for Joe Burrow to run into Josh Allen and or Patrick Mahomes because it's just yeah. it's just brilliant. Yeah, and Justin Herbert as well, to be fair. Um, there's a remarkable situation in the AFC now where Patrick Patrick Mahomes is the oldest quarterback in the in the playoffs. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that he's he's the elder states with the group at 26, I think. Wow. <laughs> but just shows how good this young talent is and Joe Burrow right among them. And yeah, he he finds Jamar Chase on such a regular basis. I, I love that. I can't believe the price. Cannot believe the price of that. Yeah. The Raven there's some there's some merit to the Ravens secondary, but they're gonna be up against it all day, aren't they? Yeah, they have to be. Yeah. Um Final game of the weekend. Final game of the week. Monday night. This hence the super wild card weekend. Um, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Dallas Cowboys. Could this be Tom Brady's final of the playoff game? Who knows? No, um, no, it yeah. won't be. I, I think I'm with you. I think I'm with you. Uh, hit us with your tip. Dallas are uh, not looking that good. Tampa have hit form at the right time. It's just it's so typical Cowboys. They look good. They hit form in the kind of mid-season, early season, and then it all starts to fall away. You saw them last week against Washington. What on earth was that? <laughs> and under the radar, Dak Prescott is having one of his worst seasons since entering the NFL. He yep. hasn't played every game this season. Obviously, went out very early in the year. He's got 15 interceptions across the 12 games he's played in, which obviously is the most in his career with only 12 games played. Specifically, he's got 11 interceptions in his last seven games and he's thrown a pick in every single one of those seven games. He's become really, really careless with the ball. I don't really know how this has come around because that was when he entered the league, it was him and Wentz and it was the battle of, well, I think Dak led it at the battle of, not throwing a pick for consecutive <laughs> passes in a row, but yeah. that's clearly all faded away. As I said, the books have come alive. I've written that their defense is starting to look like their Super Bowl caliber team. I wouldn't probably go that far. Maybe not quite. But <laughs> they are becoming a lot better again. Yeah. And they could be 
a wild card. Oh, I've said a wild card in a wild card round. There could be a dark horse. In yeah, the I, 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 I mean, they're, they're definitely, definitely not a wild card because they won the NFC South. Oh, <laughs> <know> yeah. <laughs> exactly. But they've got three picks over the last four games and the whole defensive performance yeah. has been really good. Six sacks, 20 pass deflections as well. They are disrupting the plays. These two teams faced off in week one. Tampa dominated. Dak managed just 134 passing yards as well as one pick. I think it's going to be another disappointing year for the Cowboys with a very loose Dak Prescott. Of course, this was the first game of the season, was it, Tina? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, of course it was. Um, yeah, another really interesting game. I completely, oh, I completely agree. I completely agree. If, if Tom Brady does one thing, I mean, you can't really put a prize on having Tom Brady in your locker room. And he's made a career for 20 years of getting teams to peak at the right time. As that's what he did. The, the Patriots were never full of superstars. It, that was never what they were about. Yeah. Um, the Buccaneers have got more superstars, really, but he manages to get them to peak. There, there was bad performances in the year they won the Super Bowl. So, like, there was some terrible ones. I believe they, they lost to Nick Foles on a Thursday night football. I mean, they peak at the right time. So I can completely see that going on. And an interesting caveat to this game as well. A few rumors knocking around this week. You mentioned the Chargers, if they lose that could be curtains for Staley and maybe Sean Payton in there. I think we all know there's mm. one job outside that, that Sean Payton would probably jump at and it would be in Very Dallas. Point. So if they were to lose this wildcard game, I think Mike McCarthy is probably looking, after, looking over his shoulder as well after he's not done a bad job in fairness this year. I don't think himself, but no one's passing up Sean Payton. Uh, I don't think so. Plenty of stakes, lots of stakes in these six games this weekend. I'm, I'm, very much looking forward to it. I think there's some huge, huge matchups here. Really excited for it. And it's going to be a really good entree to what should be an amazing divisional round next week. So, um, yeah, I think that's pretty much all I've got time for, isn't it? Plenty of picks to to go at this weekend. Uh, enjoy the football. Obviously, gamble responsible if you're going to get on our tips. We hope you do. And uh, we'll see you next week. We'll do a little review of this. And, yeah, four massive divisional games next week as we kind of get on that road to the Super Bowl. How exciting. How exciting. <laughs> Uh, we'll see you soon.